Hey everybody, it's Monica and Eva, Invisible Not Broken's year in review. Woo! It's been one hell of a year. It has been one hell of a year, and it's actually been my first year as a co-host with you. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> you have no idea how happy I was after I interviewed you, and you're like, so I want to be a part of things. I'm like, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when I came on like three times for three different interviews beforehand. We did, yeah. Like we did one interview, like regular interview like we usually do. And then we did panels on like business and chronic illness. And I forgot the other one was. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's it's been such a great year. I think uh, the first episode was like early in January. And I didn't even realize that until someone asked me the other day, oh, so how long have you been doing this? <laughs> You're like, whoa. Check one year. Well, you're the one who reminded me it had been three years. I was like, I don't know, a year, a year and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah, three years since uh, the inception of this podcast. Thank you, Monica, for yep. birthing it. That, that, yeah, we're we're going to leave the whole word birthing out. I'm still traumatized, but <laughs> no, right. like, it worked out so perfectly because, like, Kira's had to bow out for family stuff, and, like, it, I was only on my own for, like, six months, and then you came in, and I was so happy. You I'm really helped make the podcast amazing. Me on the right uh, on the white horse with a cape, and then I would start going ah my knees because that's what would happen. <laughs> yeah, I think both of us are definitely out on horse riding. I think that is, that should have sailed. I won't go into that now, but that is something I guess that happened to me this year was uh, while I was away, I realized that my love for horse riding comes with a lot more pain than than is worth the horse riding. So um, that's that's off my list. I'm sad, but is what it is, you know, new norms, make it work. You're so good at that. I, I remember when I was as young as you and I, I could just bounce like that. <laughs> I'm not as bounce anymore, but yeah, the whole new normal thing has been a little wicked this year. I, I'm not as upbeat about it, but I'm glad you are. Well, I, I try. I definitely am not when they happen a lot of the time, but uh, I'm good at reflecting and uh, making it work. <laughs> um, so Actually, why don't we talk about a few stats so everybody knows where we're at? Oh my God, that's been like, I just feel like kind of overwhelmed when I see the numbers and I'm like, that is like a tremendous amount of gratitude because we're not advertising yet. So that's all just people sharing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really tremendous how much you guys have built this community of of podcast listeners and it's so interesting because here we are just you and me looking through a screen but there are thousands <laughs> of you um listening and and learning and sharing and i'm just so grateful we're so grateful uh in fact we reached as of today we are 115,000 downloads of invisible not broken really freaking awesome that's just insane to me as I was like oh yeah you know that that magical weird number that's way out in the future like maybe we should start talking about like in the next six months what we're going to do for a hundred thousand it was like that went um <laughs> I don't know what to do still but I was not expecting it to come up so fast yeah we actually were planning on doing an episode to celebrate a hundred thousand and, and then we you know life but here we're doing it now so yeah, I mean, there was Hanukkah, there was, you know, all of the <laughs> celebrations, there was Hanukkah, Christmas, there's family get-togethers, there was a lot to, like, try to get something together in December. Lots to celebrate, but a little bit too much on the brain. A little uh, bit. A little bit. Yeah, so we have, this, I guess, is our 115th episode, 
And uh, our top episodes this year were How to Navigate Life with Chronic Illness, which is uh, when I interviewed fibromyalgia coach Tammy. Uh, also, the financial planning for Spoonie's interview with Emily Birkin, which is actually a blast from the past. Right. Emily, like, mm-hmm. you're awesome. I still talk to Emily a lot on um, on Twitter and Facebook. And, like, that was a great interview for just if you're starting to get sick and you're thinking, okay, what's life going to look like in the next 10, 15, 20 years? That is an awesome interview at any time to listen to just to start like planning out things and thinking about how you're going to handle your finances. And it's not just for people in the United States. I think this actually could work in most places. It's pretty like standard baseline advice. Yeah. It's a really good one to listen back to or revisit if you haven't before. And then the, and then the third most popular is diagnosing fibromyalgia by physical exam. Uh, and that was me interviewing Dr. Uh, Melissa Congdon. And we'll link these episodes uh, in the show notes if you haven't listened to them yet. But of course, there's, I guess, 112 others that <laughs> there are to listen to as well. Yeah, well, can I throw you like a little bit of a, a loop because I love doing that to people? Oh, yeah. Is there an interview that stands up in your mind like from the last year that you just like still think about every once in a while? Yeah, actually one that happened relatively recently, I have to check, but I think aired in November, uh, my interview or really my split interview with Stephanie Tate, uh, the author, she, I mean, it was just so raw and went on a journey that neither of us were expecting. Like the first part one of the episode, one, we talk about ballet a little bit in the beginning, so heads up for everyone, but I promise it's related to chronic illness. Um, And then she tells her story, which is, spectacular like many of um the people we bring on and then part two we get into a really deep and philosophical discussion on what it means to be human in healthcare and um how we should reframe how we look at the doctor patient relationship which is a special topic of mine that I like to dig into really? uh, yeah I kind of I kind of like it <laughs> yeah it's just a just a little something I like to talk about uh, so that's my personal favorite episode uh, interview that I did. What about awesome. you? See, I like throwing things out. <laughs> yeah. um, I, the hard thing for me is like I the all the almost all the interviews are so personal, and I end up being like still chatty with a lot of people who I interview. But as far as things that I keep thinking about, I can't remember if it was this year or last year that I did the interview. But Soraya runs across my mind a lot. Oh, um, yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, I like. I, I hope Soraya reaches out again because I love Soraya, and um, it it started um, with being called out, which I appreciated because it, I my knowledge of trans issues was so limited, and Soraya was so generous with me in explaining and talking and being really patient with me. And when I would screw up again, I would get a nice email from Soraya going, "Hey, let's re-talk about this again." And I was like, "Oh, that's thank you. Got it now." And now I have a lot more trans people and non-binary people in my life who are keeping me updated. I hope <laughs> I'm not Soraya. Please reach out again. Um, but yeah, Soraya runs across my mind a lot, and just like, "Am I doing this right? What would Soraya want me to say, or how would that be phrased?" And I think another one was a really recent one. It was with Tiara, and um, that was a two-hour interview. <laughs> And I was, um, I couldn't stop talking with, with Tiara, um, because it was on topics that I have so no knowledge about because of, of so many parts of my life, like being 
you know, very pale and being um, in a certain area. And Tiara um, talking about race and the medical system, race and pregnancy in the medical system, race disability <laughs> in the medical system, race medical disability in work. I mean, this was one of the interviews that I was like, this is why I want to be doing this is because we all have such you know, different experiences with our disabilities and our chronic illness. And I was so excited to have, um, to be able to pass the mic to Tiara, who is fantastic and amazing to listen to. And I'm trying to convince Tiara to start up a podcast herself because I think she has so much to say. We're definitely going to be doing another, um, another panel very soon. We're going to be doing a panel on wheelchairs and getting around with disability, being able to access public transportation, being able to access public spaces. I cannot wait for that interview. So yeah, that's, that's one that's like near and dear to my heart right now. But honestly, it's hard to say because there's so many people who are near and dear to my heart who I still text with or I talk to on Twitter. So it's, it's really nice to still be social. <laughs> yeah. In the process, I've made new friends, really. Like I, I actually recently talked to Dr. Melissa Congdon, um, and yeah, I, it's nice being able to follow people on social, but then engage with them on a more personal level. Because a lot of the people we've interviewed, it's like they were sort of distant people we had heard about or admired. And now they're, we, they're one of us on a personal level more than just like, hey, you have a chronic illness and you're an advocate. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like I, I'm jumping ahead and Kira's will absolutely speak to how I do this all the time on our notes, but um, it's kind of like one of my goals for this year about the podcast is I want to build up um, more of an online community for everyone so that we can all talk about these issues in a an easy way. Like if there's people who have questions about like, I had so many questions when I got a wheelchair, like how do you use the bathroom? How do you get in and out of your chair? How do you transfer? How do you, like all these things I did not know how to do with a wheelchair because no one told me. And um, I think it'd be great to have like more of a, a public space where people can go and, and ask questions, just like guilelessly ask questions about, you know, things and just be there and supporting. Cause we get those emails that like, I always see them there. There's time stamped at two or 3 a.m. And like, I'm listening to this podcast. I am so grateful. I feel less alone. I'm learning stuff that I need to learn about my disorder. Like, I, I want to have more of that. I definitely would love to incorporate more how-tos into our podcast. Uh, yeah. We will always be telling stories because stories, I think, give us some of the most potent information. But at the same time, we're, we're here to distill any, um, any information that like needs to be maybe a bit more straightforward. We're good with that too. We're here for you. Even if it means we'll be doing some investigating for you. We'll, we'll try. We'll try. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I don't want to, I don't want to make promises. We are still human and have chronic illnesses ourselves, but we are, we are here for you within our capacity. And teenagers. I have teenagers. <laughs> oh yeah. She has that. I don't have that yet. I say yes. 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 Have a few steps to go. Yes. Oh, and um, going back to some stats, we want to give some shout outs to where we have the highest numbers, which I'm a, we don't really know why, but. Um, I would love to find out like, like, hey, you know, like these are some states I was considering moving to. <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah. So we have Virginia, um, Colorado, and Oregon as our most listened to. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you guys. Um, if you're sharing with your communities, like, that's the reason. Please let us know. We'd love to maybe interact with those communities and, 
in some way on a one-on-one. Uh, but thanks, thanks everyone from those states. Also, massive buildup in the UK this year. Uh, yeah, seriously, thank you. Um, really excited because I'm visiting you guys soon with my wheelchair. So I'm <laughs> really glad you guys have been listening. <laughs> Watch out for Monica. She's on a roll. Watch out for me on wheels. <laughs> in the UK and you use wheels and you have some, this is my first time traveling with my wheelchair. I'm so terrified and excited. Um, so if you live in the UK and you've got some tips on how to do traveling and trains and everything and cobblestones with wheelchairs, please Ooh, hit me up. Yeah, cobblestones. Message yeah. me. <laughs> Especially with rain. I'm really <laughs> needing to figure this out. Ooh, yeah, it's a, you know, I've, I've been to London. I don't even know how many times because my mom is British and that weather there for joints. Mm -mm. There's a, there's a reason why I want to move there. I mean, look, I love London and I know you love Jane Austen and, and it makes sense. So. What? <laughs> Dr. Who, Jane Austen, Black Adder. Uh, you can just keep going. Oh yeah. I mean, entertainment in England is uh, top notch, like on another level in music in, in it as well, in my opinion, actually can't see it from here, but over there is a dish towel. That's the union Jack. Mm. So yeah, we all love you, British family. And thank you. We were really amazed to see the the growth in that area. Yeah, uh, and um, also we we launched our Patreon uh, uh, this year. Yes, please. Growing, and uh, we hope that it will grow a little bit more because Monica and I are doing this out of the kindness of our hearts, and we will continue to do it because we love it. But any support would be uh, extremely appreciated. Yeah, the thing that we'd always talked about was we were not going to put any information behind a paywall. And that's just our personal choice on how we want to run the podcast. Um, but we do pay for the website and the um, and everything else we pay out of pocket. So if you can, and if you would want to and you find value, it'd be really great if you could help support us with whatever is you know comfortable for you on Patreon. That would be a really big help. Merci. Merci beaucoup. And if you can think of something absolutely wonderful that we can do for you all on Patreon, I would be interested in hearing about that. I just don't want to put anything behind a paywall for people. I, I really want to make sure we're super accessible and available. And uh, coming up in 2020, we have some things going on with the podcast and outside the podcast. Uh, Monica, I know that you have a couple of things you want to talk about. Are we talking about the podcast or are we talking about like the other cool stuff we do with our lives? You know, with all of our free time. All the, all the stuff, like <laughs> the book and the other podcast. Um, so I, uh, I also illustrate and write children's books. Um, so my, I think it's the fourth or the fifth one is coming out in February. And if you are all interested in my children's books and my artwork, you can just go to owlentwine.com. That's my other website that I have all of my artwork on and my books. Um, so that's kind of exciting. And then I also run a second podcast because I'm insane. Um, I run, <laughs> and Eva actually cracked me up. I didn't know she was listening to it. Um, I had no idea. I'm a history nerd. I love history. I'm a total um, geek about history. And I was a little frustrated seeing that there wasn't anything that I could send my kids to listen to. So I started a history podcast for kids and curious adults. Um, it's 10 minute bite-sized episodes and the third season is going to be coming out hopefully by February. I'm still doing my research, but it will be the history of robots. So I had no idea that the robots started in the BC in Greece, in ancient Greece was when robots started. So 
it's going to be a really fun episode and I'm having a blast. I'm having way too much fun researching it. And I'm absolutely paying the ass to hang out with right now because all I talk about is like really cool automatons and robots that like went back into your ancient world. And my look, I, I will be listening. <laughs> I will be listening. I am one of those curious adults. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's all weird stuff like history of pugs and uh, history of circuses. So it's, it's not standard. Like there's no history of certain wars or anything, or it's all just very randomly fun ephemera. Yeah. I think that was it for me, right? For my, my extra stuff. Yeah. I know that you mentioned that you've um, taken on a bit more of a lifestyle within wheelchair. Oh, we're going to go into like the stuff that changed. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I Um, guess that's it. Oh, that was stuff that changed, yeah, over the, the last year and, and, and more to come, I guess. Oh my god. Going forward. Yeah. My health kind of took a nosedive um this year, which was part of what I was so grateful for you coming on because I didn't have the physical ability to continue the podcast the way it was going just by myself. So thank you. <laughs> and uh um so I I have Ellie Stainless if you're kind of new to this or if you're new to me and you mostly listen to Eva, I have um really uh yeah, I dislocate all the time, like five dislocations a day, and they've gotten much more significant and harder to put back in. So I'm much more wheelchair now where I used to be like wheelchair some of the time and canes most of the time, sometimes walking and now walking is almost, you know, down to just a few steps and uh, canes uh, not very often at all since the rib and the shoulder don't stay in place anymore. Now I'm mostly wheelchair, which has been a big shift. That was that was um, very different and a lot to learn. I didn't realize the learning curve on wheelchairs. <laughs> Just crossing the street is a huge, huge learning curve in a wheelchair. So that's that's been very new for me. And I have a new wheelchair, which was very exciting. It's a it's it's a mechanical one. So yay, very exciting. Thank you, Will. Not that you sponsor me, but I really appreciate the cool wheelchair. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's been the big difference was the heart started to go really bad with the pots and the mass cell got pretty intense and a lot more wheelchair. So that's, that's been the big health change for me. How about you? For me, a lot of little things just intensified. So I have, um, if you guys don't know my story very well, I have hypermobility syndrome, which is not EDS, but similar in nature. I have hypermobile joints, um, they, but they do not dislocate, at least not yet. Um, and I have fibromyalgia, which a lot of you know fibromyalgia is basically the crapshoot, and I just have all sorts of sensitivities and pain that don't really align. Um, that's a real weird way to sort of summarize it, but sure, let's go with that for now. <laughs> I how my doctor summarized fibromyalgia. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's just like a lot of different things. It's a lot of sensitivities. It's a lot of pain. It's a lot of fatigue, and everybody has variations of how, like, the gravity of those things yeah. for my, for me, a lot of them got worse. So like right now, you know, all my, all any joint I put any kind of pressure on it all really hurts a lot. Um, and, uh, fatigue for the first half of this year was terrible. I mean, like I needed to give myself so many stimulants. That sounds bad. I did not do, do cocaine, but like, you did like, you know, a lot of coffee. Oh, make the podcast more fun. Go. <laughs> no cocaine, but sure. Like, legal equivalents let's just say and uh it was just exhausting it was so exhausting and then I did work a lot harder on my uh, mindfulness and stress reduction I I pulled back from certain things interestingly I took on the podcast but that's made me really happy (laughs) so um 
And then the, halfway through the year, actually all that shifted when, again, I started to do things a little better, but I actually cut out caffeine, um, which seems like the opposite, right? Yeah, no, I just, I can't with you. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't know, Monica. I'm, I, I'm probably, I study nutrition science and I just did it kind of for the hell of it because I was doing like some, a, a cleanse and my fatigue dropped so much. And I'm not saying everyone should drop caffeine. Like it happened for me because I've, I've dropped caffeine before in the past and fatigue didn't change. My fatigue is completely different now and I'm much more alert and the gratitude I have for that, I cannot explain, especially someone who has a startup and the podcast and tries to be a wife. Um, you know. <laughs> Uh, I, no, I'm so glad you found something that works for you. I, I can't even begin to process in my head, like not having my coffee in the morning. Oh, I still have coffee. It's just decaf. I yeah, love coffee. Coffee. That's, yeah, that's I know, I know. coffee. No. Do you know how much I have this weird judgment on myself when I go to coffee shops? Cause I've grown up in coffee shops since I was 10. I love them. And then when I ask for decaf, every time I'm like, I'm one of those people. No. <laughs> Anyway, so um, maybe that will work for some of you. For whatever reason, I really cannot tell you. It made a huge difference in my life. I still have brain fog and fatigue, of course, but it is like night and day from what I was earlier this year. So that's my my big uh, positive change. I, yes. a lot of a lot of a lot of pain and really bad sleep. But anyway, I won't go into that right now. Um, so I guess with me, what's coming up this year is uh, I'm very, very excited to let you all know that I, oh, I guess I'm not excited. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else is really excited to talk to you. Someone was excited to talk to me, but it was <laughs> Anyway, I am, I'm very excited to tell you all that I was chosen for a TED Talk. Uh, it will be happening February 7th, uh, 2020. I do not know when it's going to go on YouTube and like be available to everyone, but I'm letting you know that it's happening. On oh yeah. And we will like be pushing that out when it's up on YouTube. That's so exciting. Thank you. I'm, I'm terrified. Uh, <laughs> but also really, I'm really so proud of you. Because my Ted talk is about us. Um, it's an, basically an advocacy call for us, but also, and I know this can be a touchy subject, but also for doctors. My, my TED Talk is about humanizing healthcare through relationships. Again, who's surprised if you listen to any of my <laughs> episodes, I give a shit about doctor-patient relationships. And long story short is that I think they should be equal in terms of um, how one sees the other person, just like two humans, and that we both has, have to be compassionate towards one another. And that means understanding the other person's point of view and their struggles. And there's a lot more on that. Um, I hope you will watch when it comes out. Uh, I think you will be intrigued. I hope you will be intrigued. And so, yeah, that's one that's one thing uh, happening on my end. Um, also, and again, I will an announce details on this when they arise, but we'll be hosting our second annual care fair in New York City. So if anyone is remotely near New York City, March 21st, we're hosting the Care Fair. The Care Fair is actually a chronic illness specific celebration, as I call it. Um, it's like a party where we celebrate health and like taking care of ourselves, but not in a like a woe is me kind of way I have to do these things, but like actually getting excited about self-care. 
and and it's fun and there's usual we have like adult coloring books and a photo booth and speakers and like fun group activity it, it's a hoop like i had so much fun last year it was brilliant and we're going to do it again this march so if you're in new york city we'll give you details later um and lastly uh oh okay something i did this past year that i'm going to continue is and i know people might have weird opinions about this but I decided- oh, people on the internet have opinions? Oh I yeah. Don't Actually, forget the people on the internet. My parents and my husband have an opinion on this. <laughs> parents and husbands have opinions? I don't know. What, what, what These do people who love me and know me well, uh, I decided <laughs> to start doing ballet again. And that may shock people who've listened to my other episodes because ballet flat out traumatized me. Like there's no sugarcoating it. Actual no. physical and emotional trauma. And I know it did to you as well, Monica. Um, I think ballet is just there to traumatize, you know, when you're, but when you're at that age, like when you're at an age where you're like, am I going to go like all the way with it? It's a pretty like intense thing. If you're enjoying it, that's a very different thing. Yeah. So now I obviously didn't go back to being like pre-professionally trained, doing it five hours a day, but I missed it so much. I mean, so much that I started crying. My husband randomly one afternoon woke him up from a nap and I was like, I miss ballet. And it's so good. He like just hugged me and was like, it's okay. But anyway, I decided to go to a local class that's like for beginners. It's not other dancers. I love the teacher and I just do my thing within my capacity and enjoy the music. And I'm proud of myself because I'm facing my fears of my trauma and trying to make it into something enjoyable again that that is like a big part of me. So I'm basically becoming friends with my my uh, ex-boyfriend of ballet. <laughs> that sounds weird. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. before. So, so that's going to continue. And you know what? Actually, I'm going to like declare this on the podcast right now. I Because I have... I mean, intentions are everything. Intentions, right? I'm going to say this right now. So I've had this dream of hosting a dance show. Okay. Uh, yeah, since <laughs> I was, I don't even know. Because uh, there's two long pieces um, that I choreographed to like like a, literally a decade or two ago and they were never performed and I'm not even talking about myself by myself I mean like I want other people to perform these dances I have three in particular and I want to put like whatever produce direct, whatever this show um by this time next year um it'll be just you know a little thing it'll be my dances and then dances of like other choreographers I know but I, I just want it to happen. It's something that I'm going to put out there. I'm going to make happen. And yeah, it's going to happen. You're very good at that. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I said that about the TED Talk and uh, saying that now about the dance show. So here we go. Boom. <laughs> uh, okay. So actual related things to. Oh, back it up though. Because we want to hear from our listeners on like. If you're part of our community, the chronic illness community, the invisible and broken community, and you have something you want to share about what you've done this year, what's new with you, if we've interviewed you and there's new cool stuff, um, just head over to our website, theinvisiblenotbroken.com. And I know it's kind of weird, it's a workaround, but I'm too tired to try to figure something better out. So just go over to um, the future guest thing, click on that and just write a one sentence, like what is like new and awesome or new and awful, or you just want people to know about in your life, or if there's a new book you've written or something that you need to plug, just give me a URL and then put like next to it, your handle for Twitter and Instagram. And we'll try to go through as many of those as we can and 
we'll put everything in a blog post, but we'll try to like, you know, if there's something really awesome, we'll try to like push it out too. So if you can get that done before the second week of January, that would be fabulous. Nice. Yes. Thank you. Yes. We, we really want to hear from you guys. And that means in, in all respects, not just what you guys have done this year, but uh, if you have any suggestions for the podcast, um, suggestions for us. Sentences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess make it, you know, don't maybe go on forever, but I, we, I like really want to, I, I'll tell you right now, I want to hear back from you guys about what you've thought about my episodes this year. Cause I'm still new. We all know you love Monica cause she's Monica. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Apparently I have the world's most annoying voice. So <laughs> sorry, nothing I can do about that one. Well, actually I love that we are so different. I don't know <laughs> if there's any other podcast like us with like two hosts where we couldn't have more different episodes. So hopefully you guys like both but if you like one or the other we love each other and it doesn't matter i have teenagers you would have to work so hard to offend me you would really have to step up your game like i used to teach junior high you would really have to work at it nice ah yeah i miss it i would love to go back and do it if i ever could hmm that's junior high is fantastic it's my favorite age like i love love teenagers really i I mean Well, like senior high or middle school is for everyone that I know the worst time of their lives because it's awkward to the max. I didn't say I enjoyed being in it. I enjoy teaching it. I am a snarky Uh-oh. pain in the butt and that works well with teenagers. I am sarcastic and I, I like to think funny and that works well in the classroom. It, it was really fun. I really love teenager sense of humor. I love hanging out with like my kids and their friends. Like they're really neat, creative, amazing people. And it's, it's just kind of my jam. I like that age. So I miss teaching. I wish I was healthy enough to do it. I tried one class this year. That was the other cool thing I tried. I tried to teach one class. It was days and days. It was the best class ever. Like it was a room full of 13 year olds who were so involved and awesome and fantastic kids. And I, just could not even get through the 45 minutes it was <laughs> so hopefully someday in the future but anyway that was that was a random like That's sidebar cool. there yeah I can, I can totally see why that would be an enjoyable experience a rewarding experience oh yeah I love teaching I miss it absolutely I'd do it again in a heartbeat if I could I would like to try that out one day anyway uh <laughs> so right uh oh I guess we'll say a little bit about Wellacobia. So for those of you that don't know me or haven't listened much before, um, I'm the founder of Wellacopia, which is um, basically a match.com for healthcare, uh, like a dating site. I love how you phrase it. Like it's so, it's such a yeah. good way. It just, it, that's how it works. Like there's really no better way to. No, it's super clear. Everyone knows what, like even us like long-term married people know what match.com is. And it's like, oh, for healthcare, got it. Yeah, match.com, eHarmony, OkCupid, whatever, whatever. Just not Tinder, no, no swipeies. Got I'm old. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, so we're reframing a little bit that it's not just like any kind of medical wellness practitioner, but really the best reason to come to Wellacopia is for your let's say your ringleader of your care, who's at the center of your care, someone that you can rely on. Um, And that could be to refer out to other doctors or wellness practitioners, but your ringleader can be your general practitioner. Absolutely. If you're looking for someone, it could also be your psychiatrist, your therapist, your nutritionist, your chiropractor, like everybody I've now seen in in running Wellacopia for a long time. Everybody has a different type of professional that they use as their like go-to. And I think Wellacopia is best suited for people looking 
for practitioners for, to fill that role. Since unfortunately, a lot of us don't have one. Like, it's like, oh, I have my specialist and they, they give me the drugs or like they, they, I get what I need from them, but they're not my person that I can go to, that I feel really knows my story can, and advocate for me and introduce me to others. So if you're looking for that person, come to Willacopia and I'm more than happy to help you out myself if you can't find someone just yet. Yeah, you are like psychotically hands-on. Like I'm so <laughs> we've talked about this. I like I don't like I I've, I've worked in business like for 10 years. I was in business and like I don't know how you keep that level of personal involvement. That's that's amazing your level of commitment to this. Thank you. That's really nice to hear because sometimes I I don't feel that way and uh, well, yeah, I mean we're all going to hate on ourselves, right? It's like we can never do enough. <laughs> you know, like everyone's talking about their new year's resolutions right now and like I really um I kind of want to reframe like the whole how we do New Year's resolutions. Like, I think hating on ourselves needs to be something that we start working on for like next year. Like, not oh, yeah. doing that. Like, really, like being like as like what I t- okay. So like what I tell my teenager, which is like when I hear the whole hating on self, it's like you can't say something to yourself you wouldn't say to your best friend. Like, if you wouldn't say it to a friend or an acquaintance, you may not say it to yourself. So I'm working on that one too because I certainly have to work on that one, and I'm trying to work on being kinder. Like that's one of my big New Year's resolutions. Is like, is I get I get fired up. Like if you've heard my episodes, <laughs> you know there are certain issues that I have a hard time maintaining a middle calm ground on. And I I've been researching like um, <laughs> Mr. Rogers and looking at how Mr. Rogers handled huge, huge, massive issues that were going on in in the world at the time and how he handled things, I think is beautiful. And it's something I am trying to aspire more to. So I not having any like crazy New Year's resolutions, except like being kinder to others and myself. How about you? Do you have New Year's resolution? I do, but I I gotta, I gotta say, I don't know if you've thought about this. Your, the tagline that you created for this wonderful podcast is be kind, be gentle, be badass. Uh And I think that's perfect. Right. It's a good resolution. Like, ah. like being gentle and kind does not mean you're not going to fight for rights. It has, does not mean you're not going to stand up against horrible things. You, you are absolutely going to be brave and stand up, but you will do it, you know, without dehumanizing others. Wait, you want to know something crazy? I haven't thought about it until this moment. I came up with a mantra for the last two to three years. Uh, and it is almost equivalent to be kind, be gentle, be badass. And Yay. I did not think about it till now. So mine has always been, I am good. I am strong. I am unstoppable. Oh, that's beautiful. Like literally aligned. Right. Yeah. Like, um, it's, and for me, like they can mean a lot of different things in the context, but usually I'm good means I am a good person. Like I, my intentions are always good. Even if I fuck up, like, yeah, that one, that's uh, important. right there. <laughs> like seriously, like if, I'm thinking just framed as a parent, cause that's like 90% of my world right now is like, I will fuck up so bad and I'm sorry, but it, I, it comes from love. Like it's right. never, ever right. done to be me. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm strong, obviously, can uh, pertain to chronic illness. Like, I am not a weak person, even if I'm physically weak at times. Yes. I'm a strong woman, a strong human, um, and I play a strong role in, I guess, all the roles in my life. Um, like, uh, entrepreneur, wife, friend, what have you hopefully co-host uh, co-host of the podcast. You are awesome, strong. I could not have made it. Like there is seriously, you guys don't even know how many like emails go back and forth. Of, Please help me. 
I, I don't even know how to process this. Like, please deal with this. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah. And then unstoppable, I guess is the badass thing too. Like unstoppable. When I think about the word unstoppable, it's like nothing can get in my way and I'm just making this happen. And so, yeah. So I guess our mantras are uh, pretty complimentary to each other. You know, it's kind of funny because we are very different people, but our values are so aligned. Like, and we're in different, very different parts of our lives right now. Like we, we're in very different spaces, but our values are so like lined up. I think that's why this works so well. I just wanted to do a quick shout out. Um, some of you have been really kind and thoughtful and have like messaged us or like written about Kiros. Um, he is, he's doing okay. He's been through a lot this year. There's been a lot of changes for him. Um, he really had to bow out to take care of um, some health issues and um, take care of his family. He still thinks about all of you. <laughs> we talk all the time. He's one of my best friends. Um, one of the dearest people in my life. Um, so he is absolutely thinking about you guys. He's doing okay. Um, hopefully he'll come back on for a little chat. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to let all of you know who are worried about him. He's, he's still around, <laughs> still being wonderful, uh, but he is dealing with a lot right now. Um, I've actually been wanting to do an episode with him for a long time. Maybe. Oh my God, I'll hit, I'll, I will hook you two up. He is, he's such a blast. Actually, I'm getting together with him day after tomorrow. So I will let him know. Tell him I said hi. I will tell him you said hi. Um, so we had a fun part because you and I have like, well, I don't know how much extra time you have, but I've been like knocked into bed for weeks at a time. So I've had like actual time to read books and watch a whole bunch of shows. I thought we'd go through some of our like favorites of the year that Ooh, we yeah. fell in love with. Did well, you want me to start or do you want to start? Uh, why don't you start? Okay, so anyone who knows me knows like my book for A Desert Island was The Night Circus. It was one of my favorite books for like 10 years and I waited, I don't know if it was like seven or 10 years, but I waited so long for Aaron Morgenstern to write a, another book. And this one was even better. Um, Starless Sea rocked my entire world. I forced everyone in my life to read it. It was a beautiful, beautiful book. Um, if you love fantasy and you're okay with... Um, some mystery and just kind of letting go of reality for a minute. That was, that was definitely my like escape from reality. That was, that was one of my favorite reads this year. And I had a lot of favorite reads this year, but that was, that was really, really good. And I just needed an escape for, for that week. And that was fantastic. And then for TV shows, um, the magicians is always my favorite. Uh, I, I, I mean, I have a lot of stuff I love watching. I love Dr. Who everyone knows I'm a Dr. Who freak. But The Magicians is so good. <laughs> and this last season, if you watch this show and you haven't seen the last, I'm not going to like spoil anything for y'all. But if you haven't watched that last episode, make sure you have tissues. Make sure you're not doing anything for the rest of the day. And <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a really good show. And then on Apple Plus, I got Apple Plus just for Dickinson. And that was um, a biopic of Emily Dickinson when she's in her 20s. And it's really cool because it's like right before the Civil War. And they're talking about how the country's never been more divided and how no one can be civil to each other. So it's a really interesting look at a time that, you know, has happened before where there was huge divides. And it's interesting to see it from that perspective. And then, of course, there's like Billie Eilish music, who my teenager has introduced me to, which I am loving. Oh, my God, that's fantastic music. Um, so it's really a fun, like, mix of, like, modern and past. But if you can, um, if you can grab Apple Plus, just do it for the month, just so you can, like, stream through Dickinson. That was fabulous. I'm going to take you up on all of those suggestions. <laughs> okay, if you haven't started watching The Magicians, you have to start season one. 
yeah, I'm absolutely going to do that. And, and Dickinson sounds fabulous and oddly appropriate for our times. It is really amazingly appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, history repeats itself. You know this as someone who... Uh, <laughs> a deep I, like You could almost do like actual predictions just like looking at certain markers. It's, it's kind of amazing if you know the patterns. Yep. And my dad <laughs> says that all the time, also from an economic standpoint. That's not wrong either. Like seriously, history, economics, um, there's just certain markers that you can look for and you'd be like, okay, this is what's going to come next. Yep. Unfortunately, we were talking about that before this podcast. We were, we're not going to do that. I want to be happy right now. I can't talk about that. Um, But I (laughs) related, we'll see if you can guess what we're talking about. Related, my favorite show this year (laughs) is Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh my God. I cannot say enough amazing things about it, but it is undeniably one of the wittiest shows that I have ever, uh, I have ever gotten to experience. Um, it is near and dear to my heart in terms of culture because it's about New York Jews um, in the 1950s, which I am, you know, a little younger than that. But uh, uh, I am a New York Jew, and the cultural references are off the charts hilarious i'm actually totally curious and this is something you can feel free to write (laughs) me about i don't really get how the rest of the world loves a show when they don't know jewish culture but i'm glad that everyone's really finding it entertaining because there are just it's just like one reference after another about our culture so I mean, I'm, I'm on the other side and, but I'm from New York Jews. So it's like, I get to like talk to my, and they're all from that generation. Like my grandma was in the fifties. Like, and it's just so fun to hear the language again. It's like. Lots of schmuck and schmeckle. Yes. <laughs> and Abe. Oh my God. Abe. Abe is amazing. Oh, yeah, really. And I love that um, Mrs. Maisel or Midge isn't even Jewish. Like, I mean, like her, like her, the person. The actress. Race, she's not Jewish and she's amazing. I mean, she's she even has the inflections of voice, like, she's perfect, she's got it down. Oh my god, I love her! Yeah, I mean, really, it's just incredibly funny, and also, you know, it's got like good drama. Uh, this season, hmm? I mean, this season was shy, that was amazing. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, season, I, I've loved everything, <laughs> I've just loved. Every episode is very aesthetically pleasing too. Like, whoa. Yes. (laughs) Like, whoa. I can't say, I don't know of anyone, at least that I've met, who's watched it and gone, eh. So. No, I was like live tweeting with someone watching it at the same time. We were like, just met on Twitter and just were like, oh, you're watching this too? And like going back and forth all day. Yeah. So that's a good one. as for, I guess, one other TV show that I really enjoyed just recently was my mother-in-law made me watch uh, Fleabag. Your mother-in-law made you oh, watch my mother. My mother-in-law is badass, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to meet your mother-in-law. Oh, my God. No, my mother-in-law is like the sweetest, most lovely. I, mean, she, I, I would never even let her watch. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my mother-in-law knows like really good art, or I'll say like expression um through art- the artistic license you know it's uh and that could be tv shows it could be dan fern i like to bond over that um writing and she is just i'll just say this about my mother-in-law my favorite thing about her she is unabashedly herself wow which is it's really for mother-in-law i never have to wonder how she feels about me so that's <laughs> <really> great <laughs> um but yes uh she introduced me to fleabag i only worked, watched season two um actually i feel like 
I want to hear. Did you watch the first one? No, I actually didn't watch the second season. I mean, the the first season. I mean, the second season was. I, I had a hard time watching the first two episodes and someone like convinced me to give it another try. Second season I thought was really incredible, but yeah, I mean, and hot priest. And hot the fall. Priest. <laughs> and he, I mean, if you're a Sherlock fan, you had to die when the hot priest came out. I still find him incredibly creepy, but that's because <laughs> I can't get a Moriarty. <laughs> I know you're like, Oh my gosh, is he going to go sociopath? <laughs> yeah. And if anyone hasn't seen Sherlock, like the show, just Sherlock, I actually think that's the best show to ever exist. That's me personally. That show is so good. I've rewatched that, except I didn't like the very last season, but all the seasons before I was like, I've rewatched those episodes so many times I could like riff them all. Yeah. It's like Doctor Who. I've seen each episode so many times. I know the whole script. I, I should do that again. I introduce it to everyone I know who hasn't heard of it or who hasn't watched it. So everyone listening, I'm introducing it to you. Right? You know, like, or if you're going to do like NaNoWriMo next year, watch Sherlock before you do it because it will show you plot structure like nothing else. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then the one last thing that uh, I really enjoyed this year was pretty much everything Brene Brown, um, who is a social researcher um, <laughs> on like vulnerability and courage. She's you, she, I think she's like the most or one of the most TED, watched TED Talks of all time. Uh, definitely like top 10, definitely. And she's two. Uh, and re, I, so I, I read her book, her most recent book, Dare to Lead, uh, but she's got a bunch of other books. And you could, oh, and she has um, a Netflix, I don't know to call it like show or one episode of a, a recording of one of her talks called Call to Courage. And I absolutely cannot do her justice of like explaining the impact she's had on my life and everyone that um, anyone who reads or watches her, but she explains what vulnerability is. Like we all see it as weakness. I think everyone translates vulnerability to weakness or spewing out all of your secrets, which is not what it is in the slightest. In fact, I think everybody lives a life um, in which they are vulnerable, like no one bypasses vulnerability. But I think for us as people with chronic illnesses, we experience vulnerability. We are forced to be vulnerable all the time. And so I'm, don't take my word for it, you should listen to her, but um, vulnerability in her definition is being yourself, like not being scared, being courageous, by just being who you are and admitting that you have flaws and that you are real. It's like the op opposite of perfectionism. And I, oh love, my God. I love, you would love her if you haven't watched yeah. any Brittany Brown. I, I will totally like, uh, you've uh, you convinced me. I will absolutely go there. But what you just said about like perfectionism and vulnerability, I just heard someone talking about that we strive for perfection because we're hoping to get beyond reproach. If we are just perfect enough, we cannot be reproached and we cannot be shamed. We cannot be called out. We are safe if we're perfect. And like when you just said that, I was like, oh God, I, that, that, was, that was one of those quotes that I read. I was like, oh, that was a little close to the bone. Yeah. She um, actually, she is a shame researcher. That's wow. actually like her expertise and she's been doing it for like 25 years. She's a spectacular human being. And I love that when she talks, she references her life and also how she is so, she's so human that despite her studying all this, 
she goes through it all the time, like being scared to be herself. And um, like about her TED talk, I mean, when she gives her second TED talk, she talks about how she was so upset about her first TED talk. And she's like, I hope no one sees it. And it was, you know, like one of the most popular in the world, like, I don't know, like 40 million views or something crazy. <laughs> anyway, she's a, uh, yeah. Oh, like on Google, she's known as, um, uh, research professor at, oh, at the universe, blah, 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 blah. Oh, actually, that's not interesting. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, then I have one for you. What is another podcast that you listen to? Another podcast I listen to? I actually listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, that shouldn't be surprising given that I have one. But not shocking. <laughs> yeah, not, not shocking. Um, let's see. I actually really like Tim Ferriss, which is not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, but Tim Ferriss, I think, is an excellent interviewer of uh, people that are like a it's funny. I listen to it all the time. I don't know what he says. Um, they are world-class performers. Right. And it just gets me jazzed. Like I, I, I don't listen to his interviews and think, Oh God damn, I haven't done any of those cool things. I'm not nearly as cool as these famous people. I actually get really inspired by them. I can, I feel energy when I listen to his interviews. And it's funny because he started a podcast because he was overcoming a fear of public speaking uh, and he's like, Oh, I'll just do a few episodes. I don't, I don't like the sound of my voice and I don't want to do this. I love listening to Tim Ferriss's voice. So thanks Tim. <laughs> I, you know, I actually, um, photographed him back when I was a photographer, I got to photograph him and meet him. He's a really nice person. Um, at least the time I spent with him, uh, he was just a great guy. And I, I love the podcast. It's actually something I listen to just to like learn how to ask better questions. Um, so I, yeah, I absolutely agree with you on, on him and that podcast is really good. I, I jump around a lot because like when he had the Neil Gaiman episode, I'm like, just going to listen to this like five times. And <laughs> yeah, I definitely, re, uh, re-listened to a number of his episodes. Uh, so, so that's, that's one of them for sure. I'm glad that you like him too and that you liked him in person. So that's yeah, nice. that, was, that was kind of a cool thing to find out. He was actually really like, is, I mean, he, you don't know what someone's going to be like until you meet them. And it's like, oh, wow, this is a really nice person. Yeah, Ooh, that, is, that is good to hear. Uh, and, well, I just started really listening to Tara Brock's uh, podcast. I actually can't remember. It's, it's a mindfulness podcast. So okay. I've started doing a lot more mindfulness work and meditation. Uh, and that's because this is actually my New Year's resolution. Like on a personal level is... I listed all the things, you know, I'd love to accomplish and be better at and blah, blah, blah. And meditation was one of them because it really does help me with my stress. And also I just interviewed Dr. Brianna again and all about mindfulness meditation. And as I'm writing out the list of all these things I want to do, I realized that the one thing on this list that will positively impact all the other things is mindfulness and meditation. So <laughs> that is my big focus this year and doing something proactively with it every single day. And and when I make a declaration like that, I will do it. So yeah, it's my thing. You are good at like declaration and do it. I'm very impressed by that. Thank you. But the, the key is to only really do like one thing in a certain category or maybe just one thing in general. But like, you know, my goal this year. Or That's something, where I screwed up. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, I'm going to do this. And then, yeah, no, this is where baby steps come into mind. So for me, baby steps, it, there could be a goal I want over the year of little things, but you got to take it piece by piece. And that also for me means if there's one big one, like a, like a big push, right? Like a, a, uh, what do they call the moon shot? <laughs> I think that's the term that's now. I'll take it. 
in existence, a moonshot goal. Um, so my big one this year is going to be having this dance show, right? Like it sounds like if someone asked me how I was going to do that right now, I'd be like, I don't fucking know, but I'm going to make it happen. I'll have to time my New York trip for that. Yes. Yes. That would be great. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I could go on about like a bunch of stuff, but all, I, I guess I will wrap that up. It's all really good. Baby steps, baby steps towards any goal and just not putting so much pressure, uh, maybe picking one big, like what's the most important thing and everything else can be like, well, you know, I'll do bits and pieces here. No pressure. I'm going to remind that uh, because I know you're thinking about having children. I'm going to like hold this recording for you. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, so Eva. Oh yeah. I fully admit I I do not have children yet. I do have a startup, a chronic illness, a husband and and a podcast. Um, but a, uh, did I say podcast twice? <laughs> I don't know, but it sure feels like two things. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, sure. Um, but I think about, this is where, the, this might be a negative thing I do. I really can't tell, but I think about what my life would be like right now if I had children all the time. Yeah. You don't get to like only have them part of the time usually. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I meant, I meant like, but... <laughs> consistently over the past year, because I know I want children somewhat soon. I think about what would my day like my day well my day today be like if i also had children like what would change about this moment this day this activity and so i'm mentally preparing myself which maybe is the wrong thing to do i can't tell because now it's like i'm maybe i should enjoy this time and not think about that i don't know We could have a whole nother episode on that. Yeah. Okay, we're, we've come to an hour, so I think we should, uh, yeah. we should wrap it up on that note. Um, you guys can all make fun of me later when I have kids. I don't like whatever. I will definitely head in. Oh, I just wanted to like mention like um, real quick because uh, we totally line up on the um, Tim Ferriss, but if you're looking for something just kind of like crazy fun and you miss having bedtime stories read to you, LeVar Burton, I swear, like LeVar Burton reads will just take your blood pressure down. Like that man's voice just is so calming and he chooses the most amazing short stories and he just reads them and it's beautiful and fantastic. And you get to hear short stories from authors you might not have ever considered picking up a book for. And you really just start falling in love with that. And it's also a very relaxing way to finish off a day. And then I also listen to Myths and Legends, which is a really fun, snarky podcast about myths and legends. And I am a myth freak and I still didn't know half the stuff he talks about. And it's really fun. And then The Minimalists. Um, I definitely have issues with them sometimes, um, but it's been one of the most helpful podcasts I've listened to on how to deal with people in my life. Mm-hmm. And also that I tend to shop to feel like I have some level of power and interest going on in my life. And that's really helped me break that habit. So um, I do recommend their podcast. Uh, I, just putting it out there, I have issues, but um, their, their advice I found really helpful for not shopping and for also how to lay out boundaries with people. So that's my three. Excellent. Mm, thank you. All right. Well, we will put all links to these in the show notes. That's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just so funny, you're recording this. It's not my problem. <laughs> more stuff to link. <laughs> Yay, lots of links. But I hope this uh, episode was chock full of uh, juicy tidbits and reminders and just a reflection on the past year and what's coming. And Monica and I email us, email us with what's been going on for you this past year, what you're looking for this coming year in the podcast, and even yourselves if you want to tell us 
what your New Year's resolutions are. I know that sounds Ooh, that'd stupid, be fun. Yeah, yeah, I would love to do whatever. Thing on Patreon, we should put like a little like uh, quiz on Patreon so people can yeah. vote on New Year's resolutions. I love that we just come up with shit while we're talking on this podcast. That's what we do like once a month as we talk for like three hours. Yeah. Like, come up with stuff. Monica and I always set up like half an hour, an hour to talk and then. Yeah, that never works. Multiple hours later. I always think like we should be recording this. We really just should, I think, like and just have them as like extra behind the scenes stuff because they're pretty funny. Yes. So our, our banter gets quite interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to close it down for 2019. Yep. And thank you. We are so grateful for all of you. Like really, we are moved. It's thank you for listening and sharing. And uh, everyone be kind, be gentle, be, gentle. be a badass. badass. <laughs> I'll let you do the dancing. <laughs>